Hi, everybody. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host. Each week, we begin a new path on a different subject that is of interest to all runners. Yin and Yang in Running. I thought today that we talk about yin and yang as how it relates to running. Now, yin and yang are balance opposites. They're opposites. They're complementary. But at all times, they're together. They're in balance. We take, can't take the good without the bad, the easy without the difficult, the, the, the breezy without the frustrating And in this way, I thought I would bring up things I don't like in running and things I do like in running. And this is just a short list on each. If I talked about everything, I'd be here for eight hours. And who wants to listen to that? I don't think even I can talk that long. So I thought I'd just bring up some things that I've just been thinking about lately and anything further I can bring up in uh, when we get into more specialized things like trail running, road running, races, that kind of thing. So yin, yin is all about dark. It shadows. It closes the door. The sun, the moon rises. Um, it is the female. It is the south side of the river, as they say. Um, it's things and, and it's, as far as running goes, it's things that may bother us but we and that we don't necessarily like or enjoy seeing. Without them, running might be more enjoyable. But without them, we might not appreciate the good either. So here are a few of mine. Um, what I... The wrong terminology... Like when when you find non-runners using or new runners using the term 50K marathon. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just bugs me. And I just feel the need to correct them. You know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just tell myself, walk away, Martha, walk away, walk away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I don't say anything. But it's really hard. And I want to say no. Where marathon is is a distance. Most running races are set by distances. I mean, you get these silly things like, like you know, Indianapolis Mini. I, I don't like that term, Mini. You know, stop it. It's like saying that it's a marathon, but it's a small marathon. No, 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 no. It's still a half marathon, which means it's 13.1 miles. It's not anywhere near 26.2. It's still a half marathon. Call it what it is. <laughs> don't like that terminology. I don't think I, I ever will. So anything that other than calling a race what the real distance is is being not factual. Um, there was there was this race in Oklahoma that that they gave runners. It was a marathon, and they gave runners the option to run an extra 0.1 mile and then they said then they said oh yeah will you all run, just run an ultra well technically i guess but not really i mean 
most people consider ultras 50Ks and above. You know, so I so this woman says, oh, well, I'm officially an ultra marathoner because I ran 26.3 miles. Well, no, not really. You know, te- technically, maybe, but offic- officially, no. <laughs> so, you know, come on. You know, it's it it's just a, it's just a thing to get you to pay more money, but you're not really an ultra marathoner. Anyway, so silly things like that kind of bug me. So, new runners a more serious thing that bothers me are new runners who jump into distances that they have no business attempting. And it seems to be a big trend now for for people without experience to do quote-unquote epic shit. How this translates is people attempting races that they're untrained for and may most likely drop out or quite possibly get injured. And there's a reason very few people try 100-mile races. I mean, do yourself a favor, get trained properly, try lesser mileage a lesser lesser distance races before you go for a hundo. I mean, there, there was a runner store, runner's world story, and it's always runner's world, isn't it? It just seems like they, they just do irresponsible stuff like this. The, uh, about I think it was like three years ago that talked about two unqualified runners who had never done anything longer than a half or than a road half marathon, who wanted to attempt a hundred k race. Yes, they had never done trail running, let alone trail racing. Never even done a 5K trail race. Not once. They were city girls. They'd never done trail racing. Never put on a trail running shoe. <laughs> Sorry, I just find that so funny. They'd just done half, road half marathons. And here they were. They were going to go out and do a trail 100K. And Runner's World thought this was the most awesome thing in the planet. Yay, you go. You go do this epic stuff. That's awesome. You're great. Instead of saying, well, maybe that's not the best course of action. Maybe you should try a marathon or even a 50K. Maybe try something a little smaller so that you can get used to it and then try a 62-mile race. (laughs) Because... That's pushing yourself a little farther than perhaps realistically you're capable of. Well, needless need, needless to say, they of course did not finish, and even they even hired a coach too, by the way. But of course, they did not finish. And Runners World went on to call them both winners, which I completely and totally disagree with. It, I mean. At the end of the story, they're not holding medals. They didn't cross the finish line. They're not winners. They're did not finishers. So, you know, did they learn? They didn't learn the right lessons. Apparently, they didn't learn that they were unprepared and shouldn't have tried something like that, which they didn't respect the course. They didn't respect the distance. Respect the distance. That's the lesson that they should have learned. Not that, oh, we can do anything. Well, no, apparently you can't. You can't do 100K if you've only done 13 miles. Sorry, on on the street. Sorry. No, the lesson should have been respect the distance. Always respect the distance. 
if you if you don't respect it, it will bite you in the ass. That is the way it is. That's always been the way it is. And and that's that's what people are not understanding when when they jump ahead. And sometimes sometimes it works out. Some people can do it, especially if they're young and and they have the physical strength and capability to do that. You know, yeah, some people can. Most of us can't, especially as we get older. And when what bugs me is that is that there are publications like Runner's World who continually push this this irresponsible attitude that it's okay to do these kind of things if you're not prepared. They had another story about a guy who was not trained at all who went out and did an Ironman like it was cool. This is wrong, and Runner's World, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. Another thing that really, that is a growing trend that really bothers me is uh, corporate corporations who try to grab, who are trying to grab on to trail running and make it their own. Well, there's a reason why 40,000 people don't go out on trail runs. You know, you get, you get huge street marathons and street races because the streets can handle that and it's okay. And at, the, and at the end of the race, you get volunteers who pick up everything, pick up the junk that, that street runners throw to the side and pick it up, and it looks fresh and new like it never happened. Well, that's not the way with trail run. A trail, trail, trail running is, is a delicate process, and a trail race has to be very careful of the environment that it's in. Trail runners, for example, can't, do not litter. You can't litter. You're in an environment that is that that you have to that you have to respect and take care of. You can't throw stuff to the side. You can't throw a goo packet on, on the ground in a trail race. You have to take it with you. You have to throw it in, in a garbage can, in, in in a refuse, you know depository as they say. You know, you, you have to you have to take care of, of your environment. You can't go shortcuts on the trail. If if it's a um you know, if it's trail going up a hillside and it's zigzagging up and it and it's zigzagging up up the hillside, you can't take the shortcut. I mean, you can't you you can't um, switchbacks, as they say. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> um, you can't take shortcuts instead of the sh- shortcutting switchbacks. You have you have to take precautions. You have to know the rules of the trail. You have to give horseback riders the go ahead. They always have the right of way. You have to say on your left if you're passing someone up. You have you have to know these rules. And the thing is that if you're a road runner and you're trying out one of these big races by North Face or Spartan, the, the companies who seem to be pushing this and this is your first trail race and no one's told you the rules, how are you going to know it? Spartan especially seems to be the one who pushing the, the erosion at the, at the river ad where all these, all these racers are coming up the river and, and they're, none of them are, are, are respecting the plants on the side of the roads. So they're grabbing onto, onto plant roots and, 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 and branches and trees and stuff to get up the river. And they're causing this mass erosion because no one's really respecting the trail. <clears throat> well, this is just wrong to me. I mean, I'm thinking that maybe that plant is poison oak. 
because they don't know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that wrong for me to laugh? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's just that these companies have to, have to teach their runners how, how, what, what kind of environment, and they really have to limit how many runners are out there. You can't have more than two or 300 runners at a time or else it's going to just utterly mess up. And, and fortunately, these kind of races can't happen in most places. So like, like you know, national state parks obviously wouldn't, wouldn't allow this to happen and open spaces wouldn't allow it. So, you know, it is limited to where they, to where they happen. So that's a good thing. Um, and what, what, and what really sucks though is when, and another thing is what really sucks is when family members don't support support runners and this happens a lot uh, with new runners someone goes out and runs and and realizes discovers that they love running so they make it part of their life and and running as we know is a lifestyle it's it's a it's not just something you just go do i mean you change your whole life you you might change your schedule around so you get your runs in you change your your food choices so you're losing weight you take better care of yourself. You have more self-esteem. So everything's a plus. Except maybe your your family members haven't changed theirs, and maybe they're still stuck. And maybe they liked you before with low self-esteem or something. I mean, it it happens. And this is really sad. I, I think this is really sad because they, they're trying to keep you down <clears throat> because they're used to that. And, and they don't want to see you making any progress. So they don't support you. Well... You know, this is where the rubber meets the road, as they say. So you have to make a choice. It is your life. It's not theirs. So you have to tell them either you support me or that's it. And this is really hard with family members. Most of the time they'll come around and support you. And, and if you say it in a loving, kind, gentle manner, they, they'll, they'll, get the, they'll get the message most of the time. I mean, you know, and your friends. We choose our friends. Are your friends the, the types that you want in your life? And when I quit drinking almost 14 years ago, I had to I had to choose what friends I was going to be around. And I had friends who were supportive of me and friends who were not. And the friends who were not supportive of me later, I had no use for anymore. So, um, you know, and they obviously had no use for me because <laughs> we had nothing in common anymore. So, um, you know, it happens. You change your life, and, and suddenly people don't want any part of that. Now, this is, this is something that I really, really want to see stopped. Runners asking for medical advice from friends on Facebook. Now, come on. Knock it off. I, I understand that going to see a doctor is expensive, or it takes a long time. In some countries, it takes months to see doctors. It might be free, but you're not going to get you're going to get bad advice or you're not going to get in for a long time here in in the US it might cost you some money but is asking your friends what that pain in your leg is really the best way to go really <laughs> i mean you know if you're going to ask me for medical advice, you better be prepared to pay me once my bill arrives because I you know, I I may not be a doctor, but I can play one on Facebook. And then the last thing is runners who lie about 
their speed to get into a too fast corral for them. You know, races, road races, and this is one of the reasons why I'm I'm going to end road racing after one more race in April. I'm doing the rock and roll, the San Francisco rock and roll half, and then that's it. I'm calling it a day on road racing. I'm I'm not into crowds. I don't like big giant crowds. I don't like being treated like cattle, and I also don't like the costs. But I also don't like dealing with with having to weave my way around very extremely slow runners or walkers who lied about their their pace so they can get into a corral that's way above their heads. This is dangerous. It's dangerous, and yeah, you may think you're you're being cool and and you're be it's great for you, but it's not great for anybody else. So think of everybody else around you. If you if everyone else around you is speeding past you, you're in the wrong place. You need to go back, and that's just the way it is. If you don't like it, run faster. Sorry, you should be in the same corral. You should be in the corral as everybody who's who's going about the same pace as you. If no one else is going the same pace as you, you're in the wrong place. They do this for a reason. It's for safety. It's for everyone to have a good time. And if everybody has to has to weave around you, then that's not a good time for everyone else. You know, it's it's just the, the selfish attitude that drives me nuts. And everybody pays a lot of money. So, you know, come on. It, it isn't all about you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I use you rhetorically. You know, I, I know my listeners aren't, aren't doing this. So, you know, but, you know, it is that person next to you who drove you crazy. You had to get around <laughs> zip as you zip off. All right. Now, let's get wipe all that negativity with negativity away. And let's talk about Yang. Yang is 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 the light. So let's open the drapes. Let's let the sun in and let's feel that warmth. Even in winter, you can feel that that little bit of warmth on, on your face. It's, it's like in, when it's been cold and dark and suddenly the, the winter sun shines on you, but it isn't that bright. It's just enough that you feel a little bit of warmth and, oh, it feels good. And all that clear air and, ooh, just take a breath in and, ah, <sighs> breath out, and it just feels really good. I'll just give you a few things that I love about running, and it'll give you things to think about, positive things to think about as you do your run today or tomorrow or whenever you do your next run. And one of the things that I love so much is the those runners that you see all the time, and they may not even race, but it's those runners who spend a lifetime running, not for glory, or, or races, but because they love it so much. They're the stalwarts, the true road and trail warriors who, no matter the weather, they're out getting their runs done. And like I said, they may not even race, or they may race all the time. They may be, they're a little older, maybe, maybe they've been doing it their whole lives, but they're always there. There's no excuses for them. They don't do the treadmill. They're outside in whatever weather, they're just there, and I love them. We could have a lot of them around. And in a city that is mostly young people, it's great to see them because they do stand out, and I love them so much. And I just count on seeing them because it's like, oh, there's, and I don't know their names, but I say, oh, there's, there's, 
that that guy with with the red hat. I love him. He's awesome, you know. And it's it just makes makes me feel happy seeing them. And the families and friends who support us and who are always there, the positive and uplifting word, get our full support. You know, we have choose your friends. I know you can't choose your family, but the family members who do support us, they're the ones that we're going to be closest to and we're going to, going to cherish. And, the, and the, we do choose our friends, though. So choose friends who support you. The ones that don't, uh, we've outgrown them. They're part of our lives and maybe not so much anymore. So you can put them aside. But the ones who do support you, they're the ones who are, who are going to be in our lives. And remember, we choose who are in our lives. Those friends are always there for us. They're going to be out pacing us on a long, grueling trail race, or they're going to be the ones who are going to go out running with us on a cold night. They're the first to wish us luck on an, uh, on an upcoming race and the first to congratulate us afterwards. And it's always the same people, isn't it? It is, it is. And I love them so much, and I thank them. Treat them like gold and cherish them forever because they're part of our lives, and they always will be. And another thing I love are the local races. Local races care more about us, and they care more about giving us a great experience than charging us an arm and a leg. I mean, let's face it, racing isn't cheap, and you get those big companies that will, will charge us a fortune for racing. I mean, you get those giant marathons, and what is it, $300 now for New York City Marathon or more? I, I don't know because I'm never going to do it, and I don't really pay attention to that stuff. But why would I pay that much? No, I wouldn't pay that much to run 100 miles. It's not that much. So I guess for some it is. I, I don't really know. <laughs> but, I mean, at the local race, you can you can run – a 50k for a lot less than it's going to cost for a half marathon. The, I mean, the rock and roll half I'm going to do, the full price of it is $125. I'm going to run 50 miles for less than that. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how expensive things are. It, it It's just, you know, many people don't mind spending hundreds, hundreds of dollars, but I just don't think they're worth it. I love local race companies, especially trail race companies, because you make friends immediately after your first race. You can make friends with the race director at, at trail races. How many of those giant road races can you make friends with the, with the race director? Are you going to make friends with a race director in New York? No, I don't think so. But you can at a local trail, trail running company. So just go out and do a trail race and see what you think. I mean, make friends with them. It's it's the coolest thing. You know, they're trying to make a living. They're just doing their, their little thing and, and not trying to change the world and trying to help their community. And that means more to me than anything. You know, yeah, you can be make a... And you won't even make a big splash at a giant race. But you might make a big splash by be, becoming in your community by becoming part of a local trail race. And think of the beautiful places we get to run when, when when we go out for a run. This is one giant reason why I run outside. No matter the weather, no matter what it's like, I'll run outside. Because I get to see such cool things. Whether I run in San Francisco or whether I go out on a trail, the sights I see are irreplaceable. 
I see animals, I see boats, I see ships, I get to see the ocean, I get to see the bay, I get to see beautiful skylines, I get to see mountains, I get to see all kinds of things. And we could choose where we run. There are beautiful places all around us. So, you know, go outside and enjoy it, you know, rather than look at look at a virtual screen. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's just it's just better outside. It really is. And probably and and volunteers. Volunteers. I love them so much. I, I I love them especially you know, you get them anytime, whether at a road race or trail race, you come up to a to a water station at a road race or an aid station at a trail race and you thank them. Always thank them. Thank whoever thank the people directing the traffic at a road race. It, at the San Francisco Marathon, we the, the guys who are a lot of people who are directing traffic are uh, are the they have these bikers who come up from Santa Cruz and San Jose and they direct traffic and they're the coolest people they are so cool and I always thank them I go out of my way I shake their hand when I when I did it last I shook their hand and I thank them every time because they're just so cool and they're a lot of fun and the aid stations at trail races um, I did the this race called the Ridge I did the 37k um, distance and it was a hot day it was what it was in august it was a really hot hot day and i was coming up as i only had like three miles left in the race and i was coming up to the last aid station it was the top of the hill cardiac hill <laughs> mount tam and it's straight up this hill oh so hot and i was just dying and the aid station had a bucket of water with a sponge and oh my god it was the most wonderful glorious thing just to take that big old sponge and just pour water on your head and i love those those aid station people were so amazing i love them just got some chips and coke and i'm telling you i don't drink soda but during a race or right after a race i have coke and i the world is better (laughs) that's that's my thing but yeah, always, always be kind to aid, aid to volunteers. Always, always, they're the best. And then the last thing that I, I'm going to say is the feeling of accomplishment, whether it be a race or run. Just knowing that you did it just makes things better. It, it just makes a world better. And why not? Because it is better because you got out and you did it, even if it was the crappiest run you ever had. At least you did it. And, and you went out and you didn't sit home. You didn't just watch TV. You you went out and ran. So when you take your shower, you say, okay, well, this run, this run sucked, but I did it. And next, and tomorrow, my next run will be better. Or after a race, you say, yeah, I got this race done. And I got a shirt for it. And I, and I finished it. And I rock. And you can brag at work, too, the next day. <laughs> I love that part, too. <laughs> But these are just a handful of each, and I know there's a lot more. And next, in a future podcast, we'll divide up things into road running, trail running, and we'll talk about each. And I'm all about balance. Nothing is ever all great or all bad. And there is pluses and minuses in every situation. So I just try to give a little balance in each just to show, you know, how life is, right? Now... My reading section, I've decided on a name. We're going to call it Rest Day Reading. 
So on your rest day, when you're not when you're not running, you're not at the gym, you have a little time. So you have a little cup of coffee, maybe you have a bagel or something. Um, you sit down with a book and you can relax. And this and this is a good time to give you to to read a book. And I'm going to give you a book that I think is worthwhile reading. Um, today, the book I talk I want to talk about is not about running. But it's more about improving our lives in general. And this this book, usually I don't like self-improvement books. I think both, most of them are kind of are a little silly and, and maybe schmaltzy, as they say. Um, but I'm very grateful to have found it and read it and to have taken the time to, to, to read all the way through it and understand it and actually put some of, put some of the suggestions in, into use myself. It's called You Are a Badass. How to Stop Badass. I said that wrong. (laughs) How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. And sometimes we get stuck in our lives. We tell ourselves that I'll get it done tomorrow. Or someday I'll travel here, get a new job, or save money, or lose weight. Or you pick it whatever you want to get done, but you just don't seem to get it done. So she gets to the very heart of why we're not accomplishing what, what we need. And it's within each one of us to actually do it, to get out of our heads, to get out of our past and to actually get it done. And it's not a touchy feely warm all over book, which I don't like. I, I can't stand those kind of books, but it's a more real deep dive look into what's holding ourselves back. And we can apply this not only to our lives, but we can do this to running too. What's holding your running back? Why are you, you want to be a faster runner? Why can't you be a faster runner? Why can't you lose weight? You know, everything, it's really good. And it gives you, gives you the steps to do it. It it explains why perhaps you're not doing it. And it gives you the steps to change. You know, I, if you look at the chapters, they read how you got this way how to embrace your inner badass, how to tap into the mother load, how to get over your BS already, and how to kick some ass. I love that. I'd, I'd love that. Boom, boom, boom. This, this, is, this is it, and this is how you change. <laughs> she gives clear and concise ways to, to clear out the past negativities that have dragged us down and then creates a roadway for us to use to guide us through to a brighter future. It's up to us to determine what our life will be. Why let our past hold us back? I don't agree with everything she says because there are a few things that are downright that I downright disagree with. For example, her statement. She says what we dislike in others is what we dislike in ourselves. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. But I, I do agree with most of the book. I do appreciate most of the book. So it's not going to stop me from reading it or from liking it. Um, there's one chat, there's one, there's one, um, part in here. I do want to read just to give you an example of her writing. She says, if you base your self-worth on what everyone else thinks of you, you hand all your power over to other people and become dependent on a source outside of yourself validation. Then you wind up chasing after something you have no control over. And that should, and should that something suddenly place its focus somewhere else or change its mind and decide you're no longer very interesting 
you end up with a full-blown identity crisis. I think that happens to a lot of people. Uh, so it, it's it's very, very worthwhile. And um, go for it. It's very good for your rest day. So you can reach me at my website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. You can email me directly at MarthaRunsTheWorld at GMX.com. Or you can go to our podcast Facebook page, Martha Runs the World. My Twitter address is at RunsMartha. So if I haven't given you enough information already, (laughs) join me at my next podcast next week where we'll talk more about running. And until then, let's tie up our shoes and head out for a run. See you next time. 